While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came down on all those who heard the message. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were amazed because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles. For they heard them speaking in other tongues and declaring the greatness of God. And Peter responded, Can anyone withhold water and prevent these people from being baptized who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? He commanded them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, and they asked him to stay for a few days. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This is one of the shortest readings that we've had for our first reading in quite a while. We've had some pretty long ones here out of Acts. And this is the tail end of Peter's experience with Cornelius. Now, if you remember Cornelius, he was a centurion of the Italian regiment in Caesarea. And that was a big deal. He was in charge of a large number of soldiers, part of the occupying force of one of the major cities outside of Jerusalem in Palestine. And yet he's loved by the Jewish people. He, he, he would be the, the poster child for the, for the occupying group, the people who have come, who've invaded the land, killed the men, women, and children of the people there, desecrated their holy sites, forcing them to pay taxes. Everything that you could possibly not like about somebody is encapsulated in Cornelius. And yet, through God's work, this Cornelius has become beloved of his people, of, of the Jewish people there. And an angel visits, visits him while he's while he's praying. He, he's one who's become one of, pray, of, of, of prayer. And says, go get this dude named Simon, who also goes by another name, Peter, and have him come to you. He's got something to tell you. And then Peter has that vision of the big blanket coming out of the sky, and on it are all these animals that the law in Leviticus and elsewhere tells him that he cannot eat to be a good Jew. And, and Peter says... <laughs> I've never eaten anything impure and ritually unclean. And God has this wonderful, wonderful line where he says, what God has made clean, do not call impure. What God has, has, has cleansed for himself, do not say that it is unclean. And so then Peter goes to Cornelius and he preaches the good news of the gospel. And here then we have the, the fulfillment of this in which the Holy Spirit descends while he is still speaking and transforms the lives and the hearts of the people who are listening to the point that they get, be, they get baptized and Peter stays with them to teach them, to, to have fellowship with them. And this wonderful, powerful image of God's work. And it actually should be terrifying for you and for me because number one, it, it does two things. One, it tells me that I'm not in control when it comes to things with God that God can come upon me at any moment, the Holy Spirit can hit me and transform me, do this work in me in which I, I cannot but praise God, become a quote-unquote holy roller, right? Whatever, whatever term you want to use for that. We're not really much for holy rolling in, in the Lutheran church, but, but the Holy Spirit having power that comes to us, not through some special thing, but it comes through a preacher, Right? Where here it says that Peter was speaking, and while he was still speaking, before Peter could get to the punchline, before Peter could get done, the Holy Spirit was already descending and doing that work. 
We've talked about this before, but this is part of the reason why I have that prayer that I have before we start the sermon every single time, right? Gracious God, send forth your spirit by the power of your word to create faith, to forgive sin, and to grow our love for you and for one another. That's the beginning of every one of my sermons because I'm begging God to do his work in and among us, to turn our hearts of stone into hearts of flesh, to grant us the faith we need in him. And here, this is what happens with Cornelius and all his buddies. And then they get baptized. And then Peter stays with them. But the second thing it tells us is that I don't have the power to be able to decide who is in or out, specifically when it comes to my enemies. And I think that's a huge thing for us today in this country in which all of us, in so many different ways, have decided who's in and who's out, who's an enemy and who is not, who is of God and who is not. And I'm speaking to everyone listening right now that has a particular opinion when it comes to Trump supporters, Biden supporters, Bernie supporters, uh, people who support the squad, people who don't support the squad, pick any of the political things that have overcome our, our life right now. Uh, anti-vaxxers versus pro-vaxxers, whatever the case may be. And you've decided, you've made a decision about that person as them, those people, whatever the case may be. For Peter, he could have done that. Why should I go to my enemy who probably killed some of my cousins? Why should I go to him and preach this word? Well. Because God sent you. Because God sent you. And it has become his work to do this thing among the least among us, the least likely, the ones that we think to be outside the working of God. And that is what we have here in the story. God choosing the ones that we think would be completely outside of God's work to say no. It's not about you. It's not about you getting it right. It's not about being part of the crowd. It is about my work, God is saying. Through Jesus, my work. And so we we have to cling to that because the reality is, is that for each of us, regardless of our political persuasion, um, one of us is Cornelius at all times to somebody else. We are all Cornelius to, to one other, uh, another person's Peter. The question becomes one of, do we need to hear the word of God proclaimed to us that we might know that God makes holds no partiality, but it, that he loves us and he elects us in Christ for the joy of his work to save those who are perishing pray that that becomes new for us each day. Let us pray. O oh God, you have prepared for those who love you joys beyond understanding. Pour into our hearts such love for you that loving you above all things, we may obtain your promises, which exceed all we can desire. Through Jesus Christ, your Son and our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Well, church, go in peace. Serve the Lord. We'll see you tomorrow.